Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome, welcome one and all to the Late Show. It's electric. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen, there is dramatic news out of Washington. The rudderless Republicans in Congress have moved tantalizingly close to doing the bare minimum because... Today, this afternoon, in a narrow vote, they finally chose someone to be the nominee to possibly then be Speaker of the House. <laughs> that nominee is, drumroll please, Louisiana Congressman and gumball choking on a gumball, <laughs> Steve Scalise. <laughs> oh. Congratulations. Thank you, Louis. Congratulations, Steve. You are one step closer to having the worst job in the world. <laughs> Just one rung below emptying the porta potties at a chili cook off. <laughs> in a surprising development, Scalise has already got the support of his chief rival, Ohio representative and dog in a man suit. <laughs> Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan. <laughs> Scalise prevailed in his race despite Jordan being endorsed by Trump. When he heard the news, Trump immediately endorsed a new candidate for speaker. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Not a bad call. Not a bad call. In today's GOP, Lecter is a moderate. <laughs> Despite not getting Trump's endorsement, Scalise is a true MAGA Republican. Reportedly, he once described himself as David Duke without the baggage. <laughs> oh, the man really knows how to sell himself. What am I like? I'm less Pol Pot and more Pol Hot. GOP is still deeply divided, and things have been a little tense lately. Just last night, Florida GOP Congressman Carlos Jimenez described the situation like this. I've already tasted chaos, and I don't want to taste it again. Coincidentally, I have tasted chaos is also the slogan for TGI Friday's Wings Roulette Platter. <laughs> wings Roulette. <laughs> so one of the wings will kill you. Okay. <laughs> Republicans have been at each other's throats ever since eight of their members voted to oust former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. One of those, South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace, was so upset for how she's been treated for her vote that she did this. Can you explain the A on your shirt and why you wore it? I'm wearing the scarlet letter after the week that I just had last week, being a woman up here and being demonized for my vote and for my voice. Okay, that's a no. No, that's not. The A just does not make sense. Wait, unless you see the guy she was standing next to. 
That makes more sense. That makes a little, just a little more sense. That's a really dumb look. She looks way less Hester Prynne and way more Alvin Chipmunk. <laughs> Scalise's path to the gap. The Chipmunks fans here, there you go. Scalise's path to the gavel was made a lot easier last night when Kevin McCarthy told his colleagues not to nominate him this time. Instead, McCarthy read a poem from Mother Teresa. Well, naturally, Mother Teresa is mostly known for her poetry. I hope he read this one. Roses are red, I'm up in heaven. Whatever you do, don't vote for Kevin. <laughs> really gotcha. So obviously, we got a little... We got, yeah, yeah. Scalise's victory comes in spite of opposition from McCarthy. For months leading up to last night's forum, McCarthy's allies whispered Scalise wasn't loyal enough, while Scalise's allies whispered back that the speaker didn't trust the elected leadership team, to which Jordan's allies whispered, why are we whispering? <laughs> the door, the door is closed. <laughs> it's just us chickens. One of the members who voted today is a real blast from the past. It's New York Congressman George Santos. <laughs> Seen here saying, I am a crook. <laughs> As you'll recall, Santos might be the lyingest liar lying in Congress. Back in May, he was indicted for fraud and misusing campaign funds, and now he faces 10 new federal charges, including wire fraud, aggravated identity theft, and false statements to the Federal Election Commission. Let me just say thank you, George Santos. It's been a really tough week in the news, and we needed a treat. <laughs> the bitch is back for a squeakle, and I am here for it. <laughs> the, I don't really know what that means. I don't actually know. Chipmunk reference, second chipmunk reference. The latest round of charges brings the total number of counts against him to 23. Congratulations, George. 68 more, and you can run for president. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently, reportedly, Santos' entire campaign was just a cash grab. Among other things, prosecutors accuse him of running up thousands of dollars in fraudulent charges on donors' credit cards and stealing their identities. Okay. Stealing their identity. That's just greedy, George. You already have so many identities. <laughs> Anthony DeVolder, Anthony Zabrowski, Kitara Ravash. Save some identities for the rest of us. Maybe I want to try on something new, like Clarissa St. Tartar, wealthy widow of the inventor of mixing bowls. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> Delacorte, more champagne. <laughs> The specifics outlined in the indictment are cuckoo banana splits. In one instance, Santos allegedly stole a donor's credit card number to transfer more than $11,000 to his own bank account. Soikers. <laughs> Though people really should have been tipped off by his slogan. Santos 2022, that's my PIN number. What's yours? <laughs> Santos also reportedly swindled $50,000 from two other donors and then use the money to buy luxury designer clothing. Good for you, George. You got to dress for the job you want. Which, based on this outfit, is Willy Wonka's accountant. When red tie with the purple jacket and the purple shirt, I don't think he goes. When confronted yesterday by reporters, Santos did the honorable thing and lied. 
No comment. I was. I did not have access to my phone. Prosecutors say no you defrauded the American public. No will you resign? No, I will not. Excuse me. Yes, he did not have access to his phone. He said while holding his phone. <laughs> phone. I don't have a phone. Bring, bring. Hello, Oprah. Yes, this is she. <laughs> Speaking of shameless grifters, failed Arizona gubernatorial candidate and woman who just rear-ended you in the Target parking lot. <laughs> Carrie Lake. Last night, Lake held a rally in Scottsdale, Arizona, where she launched her Senate campaign, even though she never conceded that she lost last year's race for Arizona governor. Lake is running for the seat currently held by Arizona junior senator and pile of stuff you bought on Etsy, Kirsten Sinema. <laughs> Sinema got elected as a Democrat, but later ditched the party to caucus as an independent. So if she runs... She'll also be challenged by Democratic Representative Ruben Gallego, and right now, Gallego is leading cinema and Lake in the hypothetical... Yes. Leading them in the hypothetical three-way race. No surprise, as anyone who's ever been in a three-way knows, the guy usually finishes first. <laughs> but... I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know... I don't I'm, know what that means. Look at me. I don't... I don't know what... I work at CBS. I don't know what that joke means. But... Carrie Lake is trying to rally conservatives by leaning into Trump. I don't know about you, but who else misses President Trump? I do. I do. <laughs> oh, man, I miss the mean tweets, too. It was the mean tweets that was making us safe. It was making us safe. Yes, she's right. The mean tweets are the key to safety, which is why our next Secretary of Defense clearly must be Jimmy Kimmel. Now, thank you for your service, Strike Force. Oh, there's some news about injured Jets quarterback and Chicago cop at the beach, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Rodgers is anti-vax, and lately he's taken issue with Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey for appearing in a Pfizer ad. So last week, Rodgers went on ESPN and derisively called Kelsey Mr. Pfizer. Okay, that's not nice. You know very well his name is Mr. Taylor Swift's maybe boyfriend. <laughs> now things have escalated, and Rogers has challenged Kelsey to face off in the manly competition he's best at, TV debate. Mr. Pfizer said he didn't think he'd be in a vax war with me. Oh boy. Didn't think he'd be in a vax war with me. This ain't a war, homie. This is just conversation. But if you want to have some sort of uh, duel, debate, what is have me on the podcast. Come on the show. Let's have a conversation. Oh, oh. No! That's right. It's Monday Night Talk Ball. Are you ready for rebuttals? <laughs> me and the whole debate team will come on over tonight. Okay. Now, we cover a lot of tough issues on the show. If you watch, you know that. We don't skirt away from the tough issues. But I'll admit that sometimes we fail to talk about the issue that matters most to you and your family. Bigfoot. <laughs> well, I have incredible news, because a new Bigfoot sighting shows clear video evidence of Sasquatch walking. Walking? Well, that must be what the big feet are for. <laughs> it's gotta be real. Which means it's time for the latest installment of my cryptozoologic segment. Squatch Watch! On tonight's episode of SW, we examine footage captured by amateur cryptozoologists. 
You figure out what that word was. <laughs> it's all just part of the mystery. <laughs> it, the, the footage features Sasquatch behavior never before caught on film. Take a look. It's an elusive creature. I just squatted down. Oh, my God! Squatting down. Harry's dropping the Hendersons off at the pool. This is the most important discovery in cryptid science since they caught the Loch Ness Monster giving the Chupacabra a Dutch oven. <laughs> now, skeptics will say that that there cannot be real footage of Bigfoot squeezing out his Yeti spaghetti. But look again. <laughs> okay, look again. Now, freeze. Freeze it, Jimmy. Enhance. He's got a newspaper. <laughs> now, I told you it was an important issue. Now, this is a particularly historic sighting because of the Squatch is native to the great woods of the Pacific Northwest. But this video was captured thousands of miles away in Colorado. Yes, Colorado, which means I have to issue a rare Squatch Watch alert. Bigfoot is high. <laughs> Gentlemen, ladies, we got a stone Squatch. He's out there. He's got the munchies. Colorado residents, guard your jerky. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up... Senator John Fetterman. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand-new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Diva Darce. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back, everybody. My first guest tonight is the junior senator from Pennsylvania. Please welcome back. Senator John Fetterman. Nice to see you again. The, the, the first time I interviewed you, you were a mayor. Now uh, you're a senator. Every part of your life is public, including your health. Yeah. And, and in May of 2022, you had a stroke. I did, yeah. So first question is, how are you feeling? Well, I was actually on my way to a campaign event. And I was walking into a Sheets. Anyone? Wawa Sheets? You know? Yeah, any, anyone? Anyone? Yeah. And I'm a Sheets guy, you know. But at uh, any rate, I was walking out of a bathroom in Sheets. And my wife, Giselle, was like, oh, my God, you're having a stroke. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I feel fine. And, and there was some tail signs that my uh, face was drooping a little bit. And you got to get to the hospital. And... I was like, no, I got to get to this event. You know, the primary is like a couple days ago. And they insist that we go into the hospital. And that stroke uh, nearly uh, claimed my life. And, you know, nearly dying is a major downer. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, so, I'm so grateful to be here with you t again. So, yeah. Well, happy to have you here, yeah. too. <laughs> glad you can make it, shall we say. Ex 
explain to the audience what's the technology we're using right here for this interview. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm so grateful that after the stroke, that I had some lingering processing auditory issues, yeah. and now sometimes I use this captioning. And that is nothing different than having glasses like you have. Yeah. So I absolutely can process everything, but sometimes the language get kind of lost in translation. So I use this when I'm able to interact, and it really made me a fully more empathetic person. And I never thought about captioning before I had the stroke. And now I realize I have to be an advocate for anyone with a disability to have the kind of technology that allows them to fully participate in society. Well, I can see how being more empathetic might make you a better senator and being public about this disability that mm -hmm. you have is, is a good thing, but how does it feel to have your private health become public news? Uh, it's, that's, you signed up for that gig, and that's, that's part of it. And now, you know, the, the, the better I get, the sad, you know, Fox News becomes, because they, <laughs> they, they love every... every <laughs> Every, every word I missed was like candy for Fox News, you know? And now, uh, now they even started thinking that some people now there's a conspiracy that I have a, a body double now, you know? So. Yes. <laughs> this is yeah. it's right here. It's in Forbes. <laughs> conspiracy theorists go viral with claims Senator John Fetterman actually body well, double. I, I just... It's now I, I tell the truth. It's like, I'm actually the, the, the body double, and John's at home going to be watching this. You know? Oh, yeah. good. So we, All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mental health is, has also become part of the public discourse, Very in much. part because of you. I mean, a lot of politicians over the years have dealt with uh, depression in different forms. Um, Lincoln had his melancholy. Uh, Churchill famously had his black dogs. Thomas Eagleton in 1972 got kicked off the Democratic ticket for being treated for depression. But you're the first one to publicly seek help for your depression and then lean into educating other people about it. What's that been like to discuss this struggle so publicly that is, goes to the heart of, of, of how you deal with every day? No, it's, it's a privilege and it's a duty to talk about this because I want everybody, you know, you have an enormous platform. I, I want anyone who's listening to this that sees this. If you are suffering from depression, please get help. Please get help because it works. It works. Yeah, I get... I, I, get, emo I get emotional because um, when you're in the, in the blackness and depression tricks you into thinking that you've lost, even though you might have won. And, you know, I was a skeptic. I'm like, I'm never going to get better. Like, this is never going to change. And it takes you in a very more dangerous kind of direction. And, and I really want to emphasize anyone that is on that slope, don't ever, ever, ever make the decision to ever harm yourself. And I beg people, please get help, because... Succumbing to that doesn't, it's not weakness. It just means that the, the good news is, is that it works because I was the biggest skeptic ever. Well, speaking of people who need help, the House of Representatives is yeah. 
is, oh, is I a mean, mess. No, is a, do, do senators feel pretty good right now that they're not the most dysfunctional part of the government? <laughs> well, it's a low bar, you know, I mean, re really. Uh, no, I, I just want everybody to realize just how truly dysfunctional it, it really is. And I always tell people, don't worry. Please don't worry. It's, it's, it's much worse than you think. You know, there. <laughs> truly. Well, um, uh, you, you, changed, you changed what a, a, a political campaign uh, looks like, what it sounds like. Is it easier to do that or to change what the Senate looks and sounds like? Because you're different. <laughs> I not, no, it's, it's, it's just the, the Senate thing. Um, I want, you know, I don't know, maybe have any of you heard of the, a story about the, the dress code? Yes. Yes, yes, I, I, don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. We've what. heard about yeah. the dress code. Here you are. You're the star of it. <laughs> Senate dishes dress code as Fetterman and others choose casual clothes. Yeah, yes. Uh, and, <laughs> yes. And, and I, I, I swear, you know, it's assumed that it was about for me. And of course, I don't know why, I mean, the way I dress, but uh, I never asked for it, you know. And then when I knew that this was going to be announced, I was like, oh boy, here it comes. But, uh, but I was really struck by, you know, oh my God, the world is going to burn because he's going to wear a hoodie on the floor. But uh, I mean, like Ukraine or shutting down the government or you know, all these issues. I think it's much more important to seize, you know, what will this man wear on the floor of the Senate? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, uh, just in case you want to stay casual and formal at the same time, we got you a tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. In case. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. It, 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 so, oh, I'm very yeah, exactly. It only comes in large, so it might look like a, uh, a onesie on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it awkward to be in the Capitol and then run into people that you have put up a devastating meme about because you've got excellent meme game, but then you have to see these people in the cafeteria? Uh, no, it's, it, you all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes, sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary, too, and, you know, before the, the government almost shut down. I mean, it came down to a couple hours. I was in my office, and they finally came over from the House. And they're like, okay, well, this has to be unanimous in the Senate. And out of 99 of us, if one single one of us would have said no, the whole government would have shut down. And that's how dangerous that is, to put that kind of power in one's hands, because you have some very less gifted kinds of people there that are willing to, <laughs> to, to shut down the government just to or points on Fox. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they have other gifts that they're just hiding from us. Yeah. And, and I, I never thought that having a, a, a Speaker of the House would ever be useful in, in kind of things come up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I never thought that would happen. Yeah. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Senator John Fetterman, everybody. <laughs> Stick around. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, 
five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You recognize that man? It's the body double of Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. (laughs) Senator, uh, right now, uh, the world is shocked. People's hearts are broken. Their minds are tortured by what has happened in Israel and this brutal attack by Hamas on the people in Israel. We're, we're, we've got an upcoming deadline in the United States for a November um, budget to see if... The, is, in the Senate, is there a discussion going on about, in that budget, including increased aid to Israel? No, it, it's, it's crazy, and I just want everybody to know that it, it's, it's devastating what happened in Israel, and as a senator, I'm always going to stand on the side of Israel, and I'm going to make sure that whatever is needed, military, you know, intelligence, or humanitarian, to, to, to vote for that and to support that as well, too. But, you know, right now, they can't do anything. We don't have a speaker, and this is what I'm talking about. You know, scoring points on Fox News has real major kinds of ramifications for the world. And it's just astonishing that, you know, this is not entertainment. It, you know, this is, this is entertainment. But they treat it like it is entertainment, but it's governance. And there's an important uh, difference. Um, did you by any chance, I'm sure you did, if you saw President Biden's speech yesterday, which was very powerful, what, what was your reaction to what he had to say about the situation in Israel? Uh, again, I, I absolutely stand with him on, on that, true. And I know the president is committed to making sure that we deliver for Israel, but also Ukraine as well, too. You know, here we have a really pivotal kind of position to be in, that we have to stand with both of these kinds of campaigns to stand for those kinds of people that are fighting against these kinds of awful kinds of enemies. Um, well, Senator, uh, thank you so much for, for being here tonight. Ooh, ooh. No, thank, thank, you for, thank you for having me here, too. And, and I think I understand, you know, we brought uh, a present here. Is that what this is? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh-huh. you know, you have me a present, so I think, I think we brought you one, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. I think, I appreciate it. I think they gave me, they gave me your size, so I think I could go camping in this. Well, change this dress code on this show. I know, please. All right, we've started. (laughs) Senator, thank you so much. Senator John Fetterman, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc. 
part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.